0: You are listening to the first episode of season two of the Girl Talk podcast. Hi there. My name is Carol. This is Alicia. I'm Tricia. And we are back around the microphones again. We want to say a great big thank you to everybody who came to our Girl Talk Live event. Mm -hmm. So if you're brand new to the podcast after the event, we're so excited that you're here. Make sure you tell a friend about the Girl Talk podcast, um, because that's the way we get more listeners. And we want to talk about things that you care about. And so today we're going to be tackling a really tough subject. Do I really need to Mm. go to church? Now, where this started was I read a quote from Jason Roy from Building 429. He said, church should be an anchor, not a chain. Church should be an anchor, not mm-hmm. a chain. And I was like, oh, my goodness, that mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. Because he was talking about, you know, they travel so much. And, and sometimes responsibility, the responsibility of another activity during the week can feel like a chain. But it actually is an anchor for you. I went through a time per, period in my life where I, I've always been in church. And I don't say that to sound super spiritual. But if you grow up in the South... In the Bible Belt, you know, that's just what you do on mm-hmm. Sunday mornings. Yeah, yeah, it's a cultural yeah. thing. And I, I never really, like, thought, oh, I'll lay out of church maybe a couple Sundays in in college or something. But just when I didn't want to get out of bed because I was being lazy. <laughs> but for, my, for the most part, I've spent my whole life going to church. But there was a time in my life where I, I experienced some church hurt. And I really struggled with this question. Like, do Mm -hmm. I really need to go to church? Is Mm -hmm. it essential to my growth and my development? And um, so what do you guys think?
1: Well, like I was the opposite. I didn't grow up in church. We went to church on major holidays. Mm -hmm. We went to a church where they swung the incense and like I would get nauseous because it would be so heavy. So (laughs) it was like, I did not have the best memories of church yeah. yeah, if
0: you had grown up in the South, that'd just been an old woman who wears too much perfume. <laughs> Probably. That would have been me. But
1: so when I got older yeah. and I wanted to go to church, trying to find a church was uncomfortable because one, I'm naturally an introvert, and so meeting new people and mm-hmm. you know, you're afraid you're gonna have to raise your hand and they're gonna they're gonna single meeting you great. out. All like, you <laughs> visitors, please stand up. Yeah. My favorite are yeah. pastors when you go welcome. to a new church and the pastor says, I'm not gonna single you out, but raise your hand or you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. but they yeah. they recognizes everybody might not be comfortable right so it was hard to go to church because of these other experiences and there's so many different types of churches Mm, depending on what you are familiar with or comfortable with or have done as done or not done as a kid I think it it, that bleeds into adulthood well
0: you know here's the thing I I grew up thinking that church was like a checkbox like Mm-hmm. In order to call yourself a Christian, like, that was one of the things that you did. Like, that was essentially your school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you were going to be a Christian, you went to church on Sunday. It just wasn't, there There wasn't a negotiation in there of any sort in my household when I was growing up, which just went to church. Yeah. And so I think the the on one side of the equation, you have the the danger of it bec- becoming, um, like, uh, legalistic. Like, if you miss church, you are losing your salvation.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're know, yeah. you
0: no longer a Christian yes. if you miss church. Now, when you have littles, all of us know how hard that is because, you know, you have strep throat for 12 years or something. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not uncommon for you to, to have sickness for mm-hmm. months at a time. So, yeah. So um, I think what I want to talk about here is, and what I hear from a lot of people, especially here at the radio station, because... A lot of people will call us and tell us they've been hurt by church, and they don't have a church, and so we're their church. That's not what this ministry is designed right. no, to be. that's true. First of all, radio station is not designed to be a church because we can't do, we can't operate like a church. You know, we're we're just totally providing things for you, but there's there's not a ton of interaction, you know. Right. And if you're anything like me, you hated Visitation Sunday because you knew if you had been out of church, there was somebody coming to your house. Oh. <laughs> so... <laughs> You had to turn off all the lights that. and act like you weren't home. I so well, totally wow. did that. Yeah, I did that. A couple well, times.
2: <laughs> I went through a period where I didn't see the value in church. It wasn't necessarily hurt, but it was I didn't think about it being valuable to me hmm. at that time. That was after college. Okay, it was kind of my first few years living on my own. I was living in New York City, and I didn't even think about church.
1: It wasn't even a, i did didn't be, have to
2: make a decision. That
1: would be it. hard in a place like New York. Yeah, well, like a big so, city. Right, yeah. It's busy. And there's always stuff, and I was
2: working, and sometimes I would work on Sundays just mm-hmm. because they didn't think about it. Right. So yeah. you wasn't working at Chick-fil-A. So, Ultra, you know, you yeah. didn't have Sundays off, right? But right. So I, I just went for a long time without even thinking about it, even considering it. But God used church to draw me back because I was waiting tables— and I ended up talking to a hostess, and I was not very happy at all with my life at this point. Very, very unhappy, struggling, depressed. And I was talking to the hostess there, and she said to me that she went to church. Mm-hmm. And, she, and we talked about being believers in Jesus Christ, and she said that she went to church. I said, church? <laughs> what? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Hadn't done that in a long, long time. And she said, yeah, would you like to go with me? And she invited me mm. to church. and. It was just like you said, like yeah. New York. Go to church. I don't even get that, mm. but I said, um, okay. And she went out of her way. She got there early. She saved us seats. Mm. I was running late. I took a cab. You know, it was like a crazy <laughs> situation. And I and I walk into this church, having not been in church in months, if not years, and I'm looking around. It was Times Square Church mm. in New York City, yeah. which is an amazing church. And I walk in and and. There were all kinds of people. It wasn't like the church I grew up in where everybody looks the same. Right. Mm -hmm. Nationalities and even different languages. They had Mm -hmm. translators and all this stuff. And I was like, wow, Wow. this is really different. Mm -hmm. And I sit down and the pastor was so passionate. I imagine it's like people who heard Billy Graham for the first time. Wow. Like, wow, listen to these words. He sounds like he really (laughs) believes them and knows what he's talking about. And it was just such a different experience. Long story short, God used that church and that experience to draw me back to recommit my life and start fresh again, mm-hmm. and and I changed everything about my life because of that church experience. Wow.
0: That that's powerful because I mine was somewhat different, but also the same in that I had a an, an event like when I went through my divorce, I um kind of left the church and got away from church. I was still going mm-hmm. to church, but mm-hmm. I would I wouldn't like participate in church mm-hmm. like i would go to, i would drive like 30 minutes away from where i lived and i would go after they would had the shake and howdy time is yeah. what i call it you know shake and <laughs> howdy time yeah. yeah i'd go after shake and howdy time and i'd leave during the invitation so that oh, i didn't have yeah, to talk to anybody to. and that's that's odd for me because i'm in Complete extrovert But I was so hurt And I was wounded And so I just needed to I knew I needed to be in church And I had this little two-year-old And I would wrestle her on the back row And I would get there late and go But um, God began to Like re-examine all the things That I knew from growing up about church Mm -hmm. And show me my need for church Mm -hmm. Like Go ahead Yeah, yeah, like it, it was It was a complete um, I think of it like, you know, these home renovation, like they go in and they rip everything out, yeah. like down to the studs. Yeah.
1: Got to start over
0: and start completely over. And that's yeah. what God did for me as far. well. As and I goes.
1: think the way yeah. you went back to church, sometimes it's like if that's what you need to do, mm. then then do it that way. If that's what makes you comfortable and that's what you need to do to get back into church or to go for mm-hmm. the first time, if you need to miss the shaking hands part. Shake and howdy. Shake and howdy. They, <laughs> they actually recommend
2: that in my grief share
1: support oh, group. Yeah? If you're
2: going through grief and you can't deal with talking to people, go, go after shake and howdy. Mm-hmm. And and sit there and get what you need and leave early if you yeah. have to. Because eventually it'll work itself right, out and right. you'll
1: be comfortable and mm-hmm. you'll know you'll maybe have met some people and it'll be more comfortable to be there. Right. You know, you'll and know what it's like. And God, yes. will
0: make divine connections. Yeah, yes. now, I think it, well, you said one of the things that that really kind of piqued my interest. Um, you just didn't see a value in it. Yeah, and I think we've kind of lost. Um, I love that Cochran and company released this song. I want to go to church. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. And and I love that mm-hmm. song and I love that idea because church to me now is so totally different than church was for me way back when, like mm-hmm. growing up and stuff. I'm yeah. sure I, I didn't really understand. I just knew it was a bunch of people getting together in our community, you know, once a week to study the Bible. Yeah. But now like it's, it's, it's so much, it's so much um intertwined with my life. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I miss it if I don't get to go. I, I have to have it. Exactly. Well, yeah. you I remember you saying that a couple of weeks ago because you've yeah, been traveling yeah. back and forth to, to Kingsport quite yeah. a bit and you're like, I got to go to church. I'm not even going to my home church. Yeah. I'm just, just going, going to, to a... my
2: sister's church and, and sitting in there and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. made myself comfortable here.
1: But <laughs> they've been very
2: sweet. But I have to have it. Yeah. I,
1: I realize that my my week is different if I yeah. don't well, have that. So what about the people that, that are saying, I I listen to the radio mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. maybe I watch sermons online. but so that's my church. Mm-hmm. What What do you tell those people about the difference of actually making the connections at a local church? So
0: here's my take on it, and this you know may or may not be right, but I believe that God created the church to be the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So just watching online, you are depriving yourself of relationships and um, uh, connections that you could make that that could strengthen your walk, mm-hmm. that can encourage you along. And I will say that by just watching online or not being connected to a local church, your local church is missing out on what you have mm-hmm. to offer.
2: That's yeah. powerful. And
0: and I believe that anytime we go through any kind of struggle in our life, we then become a steward of it. So whatever it is that you've gone through in life, wherever you find yourself today, God is asking you to steward it well for the rest of your days. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do that mm-hmm. in the context of community in a local church, I I don't know... Of where you do that and it's you know it's biblical yeah you know the Absolutely. bible says assemble yourselves together yeah. I, but
2: i was just going to say i think about what i when my mom died yeah. you know yeah. the way i was lovingly walked through that experience not only from you all here at work but my church family yeah. the people in my my well, small and your parents group. church yeah in mm-hmm. my parents church they're continuing to yeah. love on my dad I don't know how I would have made it without that kind of support. Mm -hmm. And we don't think about that. You know, I'm not thinking, well, my mother might pass away, so I better make friends in church. No, it's not about that. But God uses those connections, and he helps the person going through it. But I think he also works through the person who's providing the love sure. and the support. Yeah. It's amazing how he can, everybody's getting a benefit from that, that interaction and the support that's, that's given.
1: Mm-hmm. And then,
2: like you say, then you ha- then it's your job to be a steward of your story yeah. and encourage other people with how God has provided the support that you needed. I don't think I would have made it without our church.
1: I think that, uh, keep reading reports about millennials and, and younger generations mm. that don't feel the need to go to church. Mm-hmm. That they... They may be believers, they may be Christians, but they don't think that they have to go to church. And Mm. so some churches are struggling Yeah, Yeah. because there's this whole group of younger people that are not attending. Maybe they attended as kids and they've grown up now and they're having their own families. And at what point do you, you know, how do you get them back into church?
0: Yeah, and I think that's going to be a challenge for the church in the years to come is that we're going to have to get, you know, I think, here's what I think is going to happen, and I'm not a prophet or anything like that, but I, I'm not even really that smart, but, um, but, I, but I like to sit and think about things like this, and I think what's going to happen, because I, I've, I've been so convicted in my own life that I don't, I don't even really know how to be still anymore. Like mm-hmm. I've gotta have a device in my hand all the time. Oh mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. And and I'm seeing it because my kids doing it. I'm fussing mm-hmm. at her for doing it all the time. I'm like where she learned later. that. Yeah. Her mm-hmm. mama. <laughs> you know. And so so I'm realizing mm-hmm. that what is happening with me is that I'm forgetting and 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 being still is is kind of a lost art. Like putting your phone down and just going outside mm-hmm. and taking a deep breath. Nobody does that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was talking this week and I talked uh, on the show about splitting a, a pile of leaves wide open. I just want to go jump in this pile of leaves. And people were like, nobody does that anymore. You know, I got yeah. calls like yeah. that. You know, people don't yeah. do that anymore because yeah. I think we've forgotten how to slow down and appreciate the things that are that are right around us. And here's what I think. I think probably in the next five years or so, we're going to see people like move away from technology. Mm-hmm. And to really I mean, make it a tool and not, not like the, the driving force of our yeah. lives. Yes, yes. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm hopeful that's what happens because when I will take the time to be still and be quiet, it it is like somebody gives me a shot of B12 in my arm. <laughs> you know, I mean, it mm-hmm. just totally lifts my spirit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how tired I am. If I can get alone and just be quiet and lay the phone down for a few minutes, it's like I'm so refreshed. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even take that much time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it's because we live at this pace. We're like, oh, gosh, there's something else on the schedule, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 it, and, it, and we've forgotten how to just be still, be quiet, because we were in the car. One day, and we're waiting for my mom because we pick her up from church and we're in the car and, and Elle's always like, can we listen to music? Can we listen to this? Can listen to this? Let's watch a video. And I said, we're going to listen to it rain. And she was like,
1: oh. <laughs> we're going to do what? I turned Mama. the radio off and said, "And just yeah. nothing, silent. Like, uh-huh. we're going to listen to
0: rain hit the windshield. <laughs> she just looked at me like, are you,
1: are you on drugs or something? Is that a movie? Yeah. You know, something else I mentioned to Tricia we were talking briefly about a couple of weeks ago was that Churches, like when we moved here, churches are very different than the church I came from. And so it's very hard to get accustomed to new churches or big churches. And some do music this way and some Mm. do it that way. And some are loud and some are not. And everything is every piece of it seems to be different. And I think that as we get older, the people who are attending churches and, and we age, We need to be receptive to younger people and what changes that might make them more comfortable. Like maybe they want more contemporary music or maybe they want a different change in in the service. And we need to be the ones that help lead that change to welcome those younger families into the church Mm -hmm. and not be the sticklers. Like because we went to a church and it was like. It was Christmas time. We would be. Did you
0: sit in somebody's <laughs> seat?
1: Yes. You know, you, you're, you're in the wrong seat yeah. or this wreath right. has to go on this door. Right. You cannot change it. And, and you know, yeah. so I think we just have to be open that it church is going to continue to change and it needs to. Right. To, to attract different people. That's we, how Billy Graham always yeah.
2: approached the, the so message true. of the gospel.
1: So true. And, and, and here's the yeah. thing. I think
0: we the discussion we need to start having is not whether you like contemporary worship music or not. The discussion we need to be having is, you know, are we doctrinally on the same page? Yeah. You know, is our Correct. theology yes. solid? Then yeah. everything else outside of that is a preference. preference. Mm-hmm. And you know what? when I go to the grocery store I would prefer they take all the sweet stuff and put it away but (laughs) they don't do it that way so I still got to go to the grocery store and I got to you know make that choice and say okay it's not my preference to walk down the M&M aisle because I will Mm -hmm. eat too many m ms but we we you know we like I'm not going to go to that church because they sing that they have drums you know <laughs> okay well that's a preference that's not a hill to die on right. if they're preaching the gospel if people right. are coming to know Christ and if they're encouraging you in your walk and and you see them doing missions and out in the community mm-hmm. I mean you got to decide that sometimes preferences aren't the king well, I don't
1: king. what I have learned is there's not a perfect church. Oh, that's, and that's very
2: true. And there aren't perfect people in the church. One thing I learned is that it's not about the people that you're worshiping with. And it's not, for them, it's not about me either, thank goodness. It's about what God is saying to me in that moment and in that environment. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what is that? They say, you know, the church is not a, a... a room full of perfect people, or whatever—it's right. people that realize they need one perfect person.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, and if you want to write and tell us about your perfect church, I'll stop by and mess <laughs> up the whole thing. <laughs> I will stop by and mess and up that the whole is thing. A promise. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's the deal. I mean, when it's all said and done, we want you to be involved in a local church. Because yeah. here, here's the thing: we can do girl talk podcasts until our hair turns blue. But here's One day it may and it may Life's turning white. it might be sooner than later for yeah. some of us. but here's the thing, you need to be in a community where people can encourage you, where people can even call you out whenever mm-hmm. you're because that's that's me. I need accountability worse mm-hmm. than all y'all. And I need people to say, Carol, you're not thinking right on that. or I need people to say, You can do this and be an encouragement. And you also have so much to give the body of Christ. And if you're not engaged in a community and a body of Christ where you can do that, you're not using the gifts God has given you. And so it's not really about, and I know, and we're probably going to get emails, you don't know my situation, you don't know, and I understand all that. Mm -hmm. And you do have to heal, but you got to take that before God and He's got to heal that. Don't miss. One of the greatest benefits of being a believer, the body of Christ. Is it perfect? No, it's not perfect. There was only one perfect man. His name was Jesus. And he he came to save you. But he puts you in the midst of imperfect people. And look, read the Bible. He uses a ton of imperfect people. (laughs) A ton of them. It's true. So how can he use you in your community? We want you to be engaged. We want you to connect. We'd even love—I'm going to say this—and y'all are going to like freak out. We'd love to help you find a church. I mean, if you—if you just really don't even know where to start, get the phone book out. You know, mm-hmm. ask a friend. Um, and here's another thing: I—I I don't, I don't even remember the statistic number, but most people come to church. Because somebody invited them, not because the Mm -hmm. pastor visited, not because it's not up to your church staff. So if you go to a church that loves people, then find somebody who needs a little love and invite them to church because Christ loves the church. And he's coming back for the church one day. And we want you to be engaged and connected to a local body of believers where you can serve and they can serve you. If you have questions or comments, we'd love to talk to you about this subject. In fact, we'll probably put some questions up on the Facebook page. And we'll be discussing those all week long. And don't be afraid to be honest because that's how we grow is when we're honest and we ask honest questions. And that's how we can get closer to God. So go on the Facebook page. We're going to post a couple of questions for you throughout the week. And you can answer those and respond back to them. And see what other people think as well. We love you so yeah. much and we're praying for you. And if we can help in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out. Girl Talk at the lightfm.org. If you haven't already, sign up for the uh, Facebook page. We'd love to see you over there um, because we do a lot of discussion and different things. We're going to add some stuff this season. We're so glad you're back for season two. And we're glad to be back yeah. for season wow. two. So thank you for listening today. And we'll see you next time we gather around these microphones for the next Girl Talk podcast.